Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sherlock's Team podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Becky Hull, and Georgina Blasky. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. I feel quite positive this morning. The sun is out. It's a lovely day, isn't it? Oh my God, it's so nice. I feel like the reason everyone is so much happier today is because the snow on the weekend was the magic touch that everyone needed to lift their spirits. Georgina, did you go out and play in the snow? We did. We had snowball fights. We built snowmen. I mean, it did kind of melt quite quickly here. I'm not going to lie, but we, we got out there and we made the most of it. And it was actually, well, okay, come on, Charlotte, with a dog. Surely your little dog was like running around. And my dog was kind of biting at it and just being really sweet and a bit mental. It was so cute. I have to say, I literally hate the snow. I don't know what all the fuss is about. I get, if you've got kids, I think it was probably an absolute godsend. It was something completely different to do with your children and a novelty. I didn't go out yesterday. I don't know what the dog did because Ben took the dog out. I've got absolutely (laughs) zero interest in leaving my house when it's snowing. It's very pretty. It baffles me that any adult would be interested in going outside. What? It gave everyone a break of like what their usual lockdown, their usual walk was. Like we went to our local park and it was absolutely filled to the brim. But everyone was so jolly. People were on sledges. I'm unsure of how all these families in London have sledges for sort of that <laughs> one once moment every like five years. It was carnage. There was also some guys doing like a live dance class and like everyone was getting involved in like their snow boots. And three of my neighbours said hello to me. That never happens. Everyone was so happy. I suppose it's quite unifying, isn't it, Becky? Did you get involved? We had no snow down in West Sussex and I am gutted. I'm actually one of those people that really wanted it because you usually have to commute and it just causes a complete chaos. So I was like, yeah, 90% chance from the Met Office, nothing. We had hail. And do you know what? Every time I went on Instagram, I was like, if I see one more bloody snow picture, I'm literally going to kick off. It was shocking. It is funny how everyone decides. It's like when there's a good sunset, everyone decides to put it on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a good amount of time. Like A, that it was on the weekend so people could then go out and enjoy it. And then today, the fact that it's pretty much gone. So it's like, cool, back to work, like end of fun. Mm, Like there's not going to be like loads of slush around for a while so everything was looking very brown and muddy around me so like every time I take the dog out like there's no grass it's just mud Mm. and so it feels quite dreary and last week it was raining and it was grey and it just felt quite bleak so to have that clear blue sky and white it just felt all clean and lovely again (laughs) I'm thinking thinking today it's all brown again (laughs) (laughs) a friend made the point this week that poor kids in generations to come will never get snow days in the way that we did because now they're all set up for remote working Yeah, you know that feeling when the the school would call and say it was the best feeling but now they'll just be able to do it online I remember you used to literally sit there and be like any minute now they'll close the school (laughs) come on we're going sledging (laughs) mum are you sure they haven't called (laughs) oh my god i remember that so we had the chat yesterday morning because there's a michael mcintyre sketch where he says you can only wake up your wife 
if it's snowing or someone has died. That's the only reason you can wake someone up on a Sunday morning when they're asleep. So with a teenager in the house, it was like 10.30. Do we wake her? Do we, like, it could go either way. She'll be like gutted if she misses it, but then she could go mental if she misses her lion. What do we do? Anyway, we went with the waking up and she was delighted and went off yeah. sledging. But, I think that's right. Cool. Yeah. So, so jealous, true. guys. It's, so jealous. At least it was a change in routine, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right, Charles. I think it was a, a change in scenery and a change in sort of yeah. everyday routine was Whereas, much welcomed. Yeah, except for me, I quite liked it because it was like, even if there was no COVID, then I would have stayed at home all day yesterday anyway, because I hate the snow. So therefore it like justified my day on the sofa. Speaking of days on the sofa, have I got a series for you guys? <laughs> um, but first, any, anyone else, anyone been watching something good? Lou, I want to hear about Lupin, please. Yes, I watched two really great things last week. The first one is Lupin or Lupin, which I believe Georgina, you have also watched. Yes, and- binged it. It is a French series. You can watch it dubbed in English if you prefer, but we actually watched it in French with English subtitles, starring Omar Sy, who I absolutely love. The Intouchables is one of my favourite films, which he stars in. And it basically tells the story of a guy who frames himself as the gentleman burglar. And growing up, he lost his father, who he was really close to, And he gives him this book about the adventures of Lupin. And he basically turns into that character. And yeah, it follows kind of a series of crimes, I guess, in inverted commas. But he's, you know, always sort of four steps ahead of everybody else. It's so clever. I haven't watched anything like that in a while. God, it made me long for Paris so much. It's set in Paris. The first episode uh, is a auction of a necklace at the Louvre. And then there's a big sort of a car chase, I guess, around the Louvre. Anyway, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It is light and quite funny, but uh, yeah, really captivated. Georgina, what did you think? Oh yeah, I agree. I'm not very good at watching kind of heavy crime things at the moment. I need something a bit lighter. And I felt this had all those elements. It's a great one to watch with a partner as well, because obviously there's a lot of rom-com stuff that, you know, husbands, boyfriends aren't into. Um, But this, I felt really did kind of cover all bases. And it is funny. And you do have those moments at the end, you're like, how did he do that? I never would have thought that. It really gave me those kind of Thomas Crown Affair vibes. You know, when they're in the gallery and there's like, there's suddenly like a hundred people in bowler hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) moment where I felt there was yeah that, when that Charlotte bit, when, and yeah, you've got the exactly. every guy in there everywhere yeah yeah and it was just like oh love it so yeah it was great and just so nice to see Paris as you said so good and yeah it's five parts an hour each so very easy to binge in you mm. know a day a couple of days but yeah really recommend it so that was the first one and then the other thing we watched on Saturday night was Moonlight I don't know if you, any of you guys have seen that I am I desperate to see it yeah, yeah so so we were looking for a film to watch and it was kind of nothing that was ticking the boxes on Netflix so we went through some of the old Oscar winners and I've always been like right we need to go through and watch all of these films and just never got around to it so like perfect so Moonlight I think it won best film in 2017 it, yeah. it's the one where they notoriously announced that La La Land had <laughs> yeah. won and then had to retract it on stage Orcs. <laughs> and I don't really remember knowing much about the storyline so I didn't really know what, what to expect but it is such a poignant story kind of when it finished we were both like kind of stopped for a minute I always think the test of a really good film is when after it you really discuss it and analyze it and the more you talk about it the more you uncover it's kind of a coming of age story of a young black guy who lives in Miami 
and coming to terms with his sexuality and the stereotypes, I guess, around a African-American guy and how he should be. Anyway, I don't want to give away too much, but it's really beautifully shot and I really enjoyed it, actually. It's with Mahershala Ali, isn't it, who is just incredible. Mm. Yeah, although I thought he was going to be the main part. He's only really in it for the first part and we were kind of expecting to see more of him, but he is fantastic in it. And I think it was the year after Green Book then won Best Film and his characters couldn't be more different. Where did you watch it, Lou? What channel? Uh, I think we probably bought it on Apple TV. Oh, um, I might find that. I've literally but, been meaning to watch that for yeah, ages. I, have I mean, too, since, since then. Yeah. 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 Georgina, anything else to recommend? Well, two new things I watched was the two new episodes of This Is Us. I am obsessed with This Is Us. It's just my favorite, favorite family drama. And they are kind of dripping out episodes, I think, almost as they're making them in lockdown. Well, semi-lockdown in America, I think now. So it's just catching up. So I just, that's my real treat. Sit down, watch that. So that's obviously ongoing, exploring the characters more and more. Do you just cry at every episode? Yeah, I cry <laughs> that's at every why episode. I can't watch it. Everybody always recommends it. And I'm like, I just can't sit down to watch something that I know is going to make me sob. It's kind of a bit of a release at the moment because, you yeah. know, there are good days and bad days probably for a lot of people right now. And actually sometimes just having a good cry, but it's something that's not about your own life. It's quite, <laughs> yeah. quite Quite a weird outlet, if that makes sense. No, no, you always say that, don't you? Yeah, I always say that. And then (laughs) we watched the first ever episode of The O.C., trying to find some new teen dramas. Yeah, Is that the so first good. time that your daughter's seen the OC? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, she's in for a treat. I know. And then we spent about 10 minutes discussing how low rise Marissa's jeans yeah. are. Oh my God. They are and then so she wears low. this like curved hem top. So it yeah. really emphasizes her hips. And she's obviously got a killer body, but you're like, that is not working for you. And <laughs> yeah. clearly you're gorgeous. So we had a big chat about kind of fashion around that time and all these weird and wonderful outfits that came out I really don't think it's aged well though like you can really tell it's like like, it's one of those things that at the time when you watched it it felt so cool and god like god the clothes are amazing but now you look at it and you're like oh my god like that was such a moment wasn't it does she find it dated like does she think it looks really old I don't think she actually thought it looked really old because like so much of what we saw in that first episode was kind of luxury pads on the beach Mm. which you know they're all kind of done in neutral tones and aren't dating it's not like it's not like that 70s look where you've got mm. kind of fabric everywhere. So everything in that way looked quite good. I think a bit with the fashion, but the themes, what you just realise, the yeah. themes just don't change. Yeah. You know, but it's it, all it about was... trying to be popular, getting invited to the right party, not being too slutty. I went back and watched it all from the beginning. Maybe first lockdown, maybe before that. And it is so racy. Like, it's one of those shows where it's like laughable that they're supposed to be 15. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is so true, actually. A little <laughs> bit bordering on Dodge, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's fun. Also, oh, you've got so many seasons to... I know, well. I know, I can't wait. And then the other thing we rewatched was The Wolf of Wall Street. We rewatched that a few weeks ago as well. Oh, what a my film. God. I, was, I think it's my fourth time. It never disappoints. I mean, from it's the get-go, so good. I'm just I've like, still not seen it. I know. Do you know what? It's the best entertainment that I can think of. Like, you are literally entertained from start to finish. Mm. Like, that, that's the only way I know how to describe it. It's just so much fun. I mean, obviously it's vile, but it's so fun. 
It's so intense and it's all so far-fetched and extreme and yet you totally buy into it and, also, and you just get happened. taken on this ride. And Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's far-fetched, but it was real life, yeah. Anyway, that was fun. So that was obviously once the kids had gone to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's a, that's a teenage kid's viewing. <laughs> it's long as well, isn't it, that film? It is so it's long. Three, it's three hours, yeah. So we started at about 10 o'clock and then, yeah, it's like, okay. I think that's part of the reason I've never got into it. I've always gone to watch it and been like, oh, that's a lengthy one, but maybe it goes quickly. Also, also, Becky, don't watch it with your parents. No. No. I can't be dealing with any more of that. Lou, I need to talk to you about the teacher off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing that again. (laughs) 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 Went on to the second episode and I got a bit, it was just too much. My best friend's isolating with her dad and she watched normal people with him. I was like, oh, "Oh, God. God." Jesus Christ. (laughs) We watched Bridgerton with my teenager and that was like the first half. It's a show of two halves, that show. The first half's all very demure and it's like, oh, this is nice. It's, you know, and everyone's like, it's so steamy. And I was kind of thinking, it's really not. And then suddenly she's lying on the stairs and he's going down on her. And I look over at my daughter and she's like... Has Luna been fed tonight? Shall I go and feed the dog? He's like, yeah, go and feed the dog. I'm like, oh my God. This is... And then my dad phones up and he says, so Isabella, I hear you've been watching Bridgerton with your parents. Oh, and she says, yes, we call it Bonkerton. And he says, now who's more embarrassed when you watch it? Them or you? Oh, oh my God. We don't know what it's like to watch it with your kids, but I think I'm sure it's better to watch with your kids than it is to watch with your parents. Oh, yeah, sure, I yeah. agree. Surely. Yeah. I was listening to, um, on the radio, they were saying it's basically soft porn disguised in a period drama. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. That's, yeah. that's what normal people was as well. Yeah, it's so true. But Bridgerton yeah. was very much like, so we've just got to get a sex scene in every single room and we've yeah. ticked the box. Like, then it's we'll true. be happy. It's like, it's like they had a whole house to fill with sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. And the stairs. And the stairs. The, the yeah. piano. Let's get it all in. <laughs> Actually, there was a thing in the paper last week about um, they filmed some at Castle Howard, which is this beautiful stately home. And the people that look after this home, so normally you have a closed set and you have like intimacy coaches and all this stuff these days. They actually had the people who look after each room in all the sex scenes because they were like no 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 you can't push that hard against the bookcase (laughs) so they were like protecting everything so funny that's hilarious well I've got a recommendation it is a bit miserable I'm afraid but it's also (laughs) so joyous I watched the whole thing in a day actually this is um it's a sin which is the new series through channel four by Russell T Davies who made years and years a series a while ago and it stars Ollie (laughs) Alexander who is the lead singer of years and years the band so this is a five-part series and it is about the AIDS epidemic the beginning of the AIDS epidemic and it's based in London it basically follows a group of six friends who meet at university you follow them from kind of the beginning stages of their adult lives when they're just kind of discovering their sexuality they've all just moved to London it's five guys and one girl all the guys are gay and it is a retelling or a reimagining of how the AIDS epidemic was first received in the UK and how it also touched the lives of individuals on a personal level. So it's really hard to talk about without giving stuff away because so much happens in every episode. But AIDS obviously is something that's like, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to go through life untouched by it, it doesn't really kind of cross your path, particularly these days, right? Like, so obviously I, I was completely aware of it, but I hadn't ever really naively considered the impact of it in London and, and the gay scene in London um, in the, the mid 80s and in the 90s. Um, so this is, I mean, 
incredibly brutal and incredibly raw and you can't believe what I mean assuming it's all true you can't believe what gay men were subjected to and the kind of vilification of them and this you know obviously if, if you think about it rationally for a second it was this disease that was only affecting gay people like that like, there was so much increased homophobia because of that so it's people a dealing with this virus and b dealing with the repercussions of the virus kind of culturally but then and as well that, with that that people knew nothing about it and they were mm, like this is a it. cancer just for gay men and they were exactly. like this is ridiculous like how can that be you can't just have a cancer that kills gay men that's like yeah. obscene that's it it goes through the journey and it's the very beginning when you know when, when there's this whisper of this illness that start you know that's infecting people and it's this new york thing and mm-hmm. that's it that, that none of them are scared about it no they think it's just a rumor. Anyway. yeah they're like how could an illness possibly affect just gay people you know me like yeah. ha 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 and you know obviously we understand the science of it now and then also it's particularly poignant and interesting kind of in the wake of a pandemic because <laughs> we know how you know at least how these things evolve and how how people respond to an illness that no one really understands but on top of all of that it's about friendship I mean it's it's really about friendship these people film most incredible bonds that are so well translated on the screen and there are moments of it which are just this kind of glorious happy nostalgia trip into London in the 80s and you know they really do have so much fun the soundtrack is brilliant so I really recommend it my understanding of it is that it's a bit of an entry level kind of toe dipping into understanding AIDS and I know a few people on Instagram who were a bit more aware of kind of what was happening back then and about how you know HIV and AIDS has ended up developing now sharing kind of what it means today and you know obviously it's come such a long way you know some are lucky enough to live a relatively normal life while suffering from HIV whereas it was fully a death sentence in the 80s so there's obviously more kind of work to be done around the subject matter but for kind of a first understanding of how it all kicked off in London and in the UK um, I think it's brilliant oh I'm literally I can't tell you how excited I am to watch it I started the first episode and it was one of those things that it's so vibrant you really want to get into it so I feel like I need to sit down and just watch the whole thing but my first impressions my brother's seen it all like you Charlotte and it reminded me of the film Pride I don't know if any of you guys have seen that with um, yeah I love that film with Hot Priest love it but I said that to my brother and he's in Pride Hot Priest is in Pride he's married to Dominic West in it it's really good sorry what a couple (laughs) had I known about that I definitely would have watched this movie you should but I said to my brother is it similar and he said Pride is much more a kind of like vibrant look at it whereas this is quite raw and it's something you really take away with you and actually I saw a review that said it's about finding joy in really deep dark times Mm. and I thought that's such a I mean that clearly depicts it really well I can't wait to get into it we watched the first one last night and there's a lot of sex in it. The Pride is definitely not that much sex. Any producers that are making shows at the moment, they're like, the one thing we need to get in these shows is sex. <laughs> Give them the I sex. <laughs> but at the same time, I do really feel, and I know this is the reason they do it, obviously. The cynical reading of why there's so much sex and stuff is because sex sells, right? And people watch it. But obviously in this, there's a lot of gay sex. Like, well, all the sex is, is homosexual sex. And like, I just think it's so necessary. Like for forever, we've seen heterosexual sex on television like obviously not as explicit as it is in Bonkerton Georgina and all this but but it's always that's always been part of television so why on earth why not seeing the same amount of yeah homosexual sex so I agree it's a particularly explicit show but it's explicit about everything there's a lot of death in Mm -hmm. it as well and that and it's it's gruesome and gory death Mm -hmm. anyway I highly recommend it it's all available on Sky slash Morphor so yeah find yourself a, a quiet afternoon and give it a binge Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can we talk about lunches for a second? Because, well, I was going to say I'm struggling. I'm actually not because I found some really good lunch inspo recently. But I'd love to know what people are making for lunch at home because it's so easy to get so bored, isn't it? And it's seven days a week at the moment. So what are you eating, Georgina? So I don't really have breakfast and nor does my daughter. She normally just has a smoothie. And so all in our family have quite brunchy lunches. So we'll have, and the kids have lunch breaks quite early from homeschooling. So by half 12, it's, I've got to feed them. And we're doing a lot of avocado and eggs, bacon, everything's on a piece of toast. And that's about as exciting as it gets. <laughs> Occasionally, like we have things like gyozas out of the freezer with some miso soup, those kind of quick things. But you know when you're at school and you queue up and you get your big bowl of shepherd's pie or something on a cold winter's day? There's none of that happening here. It's all very <laughs> kind of, I think it might even be tuna sandwiches today. It's just a lot of food to cook all the time, I'm yeah, finding. So lunch is a meal that suffers. But also, if you don't leave the house and you feel like you don't need that food, like I, I'm not in need of a hearty winter soup because I've been sat in the heating all morning, you know? Yeah, that's, that's true. Becky, what do you eat for lunch? Oh, God. I, I mean, I have slipped back into the habit of just having a really hearty sandwich. And it actually is a bit boring because every day I sort of think, oh, my God, I've just had loads of bread and now I'm sitting back down at a desk for hours. But... I have also got into the habit of having leftovers. So we've been making huge sort of bouts of bulgur wheat and then having it the next day and just adding salad to it or just adding things to it that's easy. So if you've already got a batch done, it's kind of good to go and you can just mix some things to it. But other than that, yeah, it's either a really hearty sandwich or a comforting bulgur wheat salad. Having said that, I am looking to make some soups. Or what do you put in your sandwich? I love like a classic cream cheese cucumber or like a cheddar cheese and cucumber. I'm not big on relishes. Sorry, so when you said, I thought you meant you were going to have some like big fat, like eight ingredient jam packed sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. I really did cheese that up. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a condiments person. Like I hate mayo sorry Ooh, so you'll have cheese you'll have cheese and cucumber with no condiment just butter why well okay. mm, i don't think that counts it's a, a lubricant rather what than about a, a pickle oh no oh I mayo. Pickle. chili mayo leon's at-home mayo selection there's a korean mayo and there's a garlic mayo and that goes on breakfast lunch and dinner have, oh, have you tried the leon aioli oh i do aioli. like aioli yes, yeah. garlic mayo. i mean yeah, exactly. you've got to love garlic but it's yeah it's pretty intense yeah, it goes on everything yeah yeah no i do okay. like that yeah okay so maybe my sandwiches aren't as exciting as they sound what about the bread well, is that is that even exciting <laughs> well i like you know just a normal white loaf Lou. Oh, becky. Oh, becky. <laughs> this podcast is designed 
thing to inspire people. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I, do, I have to say, I'm much more of a breakfast person than lunch. I'm not like, there's nothing wild going on okay. in my lunch routine. Got sorry. It, so um, what happens sorry, at breakfast? Do you taste oh, yeah. the bread? Is the <laughs> white bread tasted? It gets a bit of toast on it. No, I always have, like you, a bit of avocado on toast or I'll have an egg. I'll make sure it's like eggy bread. Love eggy bread. Mm. I don't know if you guys saw the show on Thursday day last week but summer from house curious has been doing or is doing a series of recipes for us and she made this breakfast pudding oh my god it looks ridiculous it looks so good i mean when pudding sounds really fancy it was literally just what was it oats egg egg, some some milk raspberries yeah yeah. and that's pretty much it and and she literally like anything that looks that's that simple she had one tray and then literally put yeah the eggs the oats the berries and kind of like whisked it all up straight in that pan and then put it straight in the oven honestly it probably took about three minutes that it literally was so nice. warm and hearty and then she did mm. it with some yogurt and some compote or something so yeah. good and then we also ran something really similar on the Lux Girl Instagram so there's some good breakfast inspo floating around Sherlock's Lou what have you been having for lunch recently? Oh, so for me one of the best things about working from home is having a nice lunch because okay. as a vegetarian who doesn't eat cheese around our office there are minimal options for lunch. It's pretty much either the Gale's soup or this other salad that they do. Like, to be fair, we weren't able to use the kitchen when we were back in the office. So I couldn't sort of make something up from getting bits from Sano's. Anyway, so I found that all quite stressful. So it's really <laughs> nice being home and being able to have a proper lunch. So I know I've spoken about this loads, but I am obsessed with Nina Parker's recipes. So previously didn't have one of her cookbooks. So I would always rely on her blog and she had so many amazing things. And it's very like my style of cooking. Lots of veg. It's all about like the dressing and the sauce, lots of chickpeas, lots of veg. But yeah, this like a sort of amazing like chili, miso, ginger, soy dressing, which literally transforms the most boring of vegetable. And things as well, as you say, Becky, like making things in batch, making sure you've got leftover. Often I think anything that's got like a marinade or a sauce is so much better the next day anyway. Oh, agree, yeah. Mm. So she has been an absolute saviour and she launched a new book uh, just before Christmas called Saucy. And we have been just going through like every page. Last night we made something called Kung Pao Collie. And it's kind of like you make a batter, which is basically like corn flour, breadcrumbs, soy, ginger, and salt and pepper. And and then you dip like florets of cauliflower in it and then bake it in the oven. You get this really like crunchy, tasty, oh, it was absolutely amazing. And then made a sauce go with it. So yeah, I've been really enjoying cooking so much more and yeah, having tasty things for lunch. And Charlotte, I feel like you've upped your lunch game as well. Yeah, I feel exactly the same as you. The hardest part about normal working life, just trying to decide what to have lunch every day. I never feel full or like that well nourished or anything. And just generally, we've we've really like turned a corner on cooking. I don't know if we just completely OD'd on Deliveroo last year but it's like a switch was flicked on us on New Year's Day and we were just like oh we're just so off takeaways and I swear we've had one dinner takeaway in January which for us is like completely unheard of we're normally like three times a week so we're just feeling much better about 
cooking a lot. So yeah, that has seeped into lunches as well. I've been following a lady called Georgia Levy. I think she's Georgia underscore Levy on Instagram. And she's really small, but she is the recipe tester for Natura, who I spoke about like right back at the very beginning of the first lockdown, like in March last year, they are a supplier of fruit and veg and other fresh produce to restaurants. And then subsequently since COVID have become like a delivery service and you can order all their fresh produce from them. By the way, it's really good. I recommend it. Anyway, you know, when someone just really like hits a nerve, like in a good way, where you're like, yes, everything you make is what I, and you can't really put your finger on it, but like, it's yeah. just exactly what we want to eat right now. So it's almost like it's really hearty and really like, there's almost a comfort food element, but nothing's unhealthy. Like it's a lot of like fresh curries or it's pasta sauces. It's not like, you know, heavily cheesy, indulgent things. It's just mm. kind of warm, mm. seasonal. Mm. I think that like, that's like the balance of what you want in January, isn't it? It's like hearty and comforting, but still nourishing and nutritious yeah. and good for you. Yeah. And 100%. I think when it's fresh and when you're making it immediately, you feel better anyway, because it's yeah. not 100%. so much processed salt and stuff. Yeah, that's it. And like, I don't know about you guys, but if I manage to find a lunch when I'm at work that makes me full, it's something that I've then eaten like a huge portion of carbs. Is it, you mm. know, it's got to be like a massive sandwich or like loads of sushi <laughs> or something. And, and it just doesn't make me so I'm full, but not in like mm, I feel so nourished way mm. whereas yeah. this she's she's got this chickpea curry uh, which is like the easiest thing I've ever made it's like ginger coriander garlic chickpeas and tomato sauce and you just kind of stir it all into a curry and I've been having that in a wrap with that Georgina that aioli that Leon garlic mayo and it's like the most warm delicious but so healthy it's vegan obviously apart from the addition of garlic <laughs> mayo but it's just exactly that I just feel so much better mm. for mm. it so yeah I also think really having a snazzy lunch because we are obviously working from home it is a nice way to break up your day and for me that is like something to look forward to is having a nice lunch so you know if that means you know going walk around the block for 10 minutes to work up an appetite to enjoy something (laughs) but I think it's really important to have that yeah, I don't know, for agree. me, that level of excitement of something to, to do for lunch. I'm with you, I'm with you. Oh, it's, you've inspired me. Georgina, follow this lady, I swear. She's Georgia <laughs> underscore Levy underscore. I'm and she's incredible. Becky, you last week scored the interview. Like, I think if somebody said, who is the most famous woman on the planet, who would be the coolest person to interview right now? <laughs> the answer would obviously just be Hayley Bieber, wouldn't it? And <laughs> you spoke to her last week. You FaceTimed, sort oh of. Oh my God. Can you tell was... us about every moment, please? I'll tell you the funniest bit was before the interview. So for people listening, everyone in the office was messaging me saying, what's your news? Tell me <laughs> Sorry, your news. And I was like, this is Lou Hustle because Lou, <laughs> Lou obviously found out and started messaging everyone like you heard Becky's news have you heard Becky's got really exciting news obviously I just assumed Becky was pregnant yeah so. straight away <laughs> honestly but I had to all look Polly and then Ali G messaged me and I was like I feel like I need to say I'm pregnant or this is gonna hey, just this, be this is <laughs> I, just, I just felt like it was such exciting news but I didn't feel like it was my news to share so oh. I had to, to Becky give you the platform to share that but I also didn't think you were the type of person to be like guys I need to bring Hayley B back so you I, was giving you a pla- I was giving you a platform to share um, no, such was. exciting news. Yeah, so I interviewed her and we got 
maximum of 12 minutes. But do you know what? That was all I needed because she was so chatty, so engaged. And you kind of never know what you're going to get because it's such fast pace and you have to get your questions out so quick. But she was down for talking all things beauty. Like you can tell she loves her skincare. She's really into it. And she just was so easy to, you know, get information out. I mean, she was willing to share her advice. She wasn't, she said, you know, I'm not going to bullshit people. Like I do things, I test things. And she spoke about how she has her own blood injected into her face. Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> which we'll come back to. But she was brilliant. And actually, it really then made me, as someone who probably isn't as obsessed as you guys, it then made me immediately feel obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I mean, obviously not primarily for her skincare, but like, fuck, she's just like the hottest person on the planet. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally just think if I could look like anyone, that's who I'd pick. Well, you've got to get some blood in your face, Charlotte. Right, so tell us, what do we do? How do we look like Hayley Bieber? What were her hot tips? Well, she gave so many tips. I don't even know where to start. The first one was, we'll lead with this, that she injects her own blood into her skin, which they call so, it vampire facials. Is that a vampire facial? Because I thought a vampire facial was where they like cut your skin open a bit. No. Where they like massage your blood all over your face. Which yeah. is basically what she has done. So it's called PRP, which is platelet plasma treatment. And they take blood from your arm and then they microneedle it back into your face. Oh. And so she has it done and she's 24 and she said she's a really big believer in starting anti-aging early. And she said that she genuinely has it done sort of every four or five months. And she also said she's had it done in her scalp before to stimulate growth. Oh. But she oh, said it was, horrible. I mean, unbearable. But I think... Microneedling on her but scalp. But can I just say, back, back to on her scalp, that she said that was because she had a... Not that I've spoken to her just from reading the interview <laughs> that from wearing a ponytail too tight she had then an area where all of her hair fell out so it was yeah. to, to get her hair to grow back and I think it's really interesting actually when you speak to models or anybody that's in the limelight often you know they are constantly having their hair tugged and pulled and as a result they quite often get bald patches and actually Hayley didn't say this but I know a lot of A-listers use extensions that you wouldn't know about and she said that more than anything she's used lockdown to rejuvenate her hair and She's tried everything for hair growth and the only thing that's worked are pregnancy vitamins. It's the only thing that sort of helps stimulate growth and it kind of agrees with her system. But alongside that, she said she's used lockdown to slather her hair in oils, in masks. And she said whenever she's like papped by the paparazzi and she's got her kind of slick hair middle part going on, it's because she's got about five oils, masks, serums, everything in. She lets it absorb for like two days before rinsing it out. And I did that over the weekend. Did you? I mean, your hair looks great. I just feel so greasy. I can't yeah. touch my hair when it feels like that. Or, I mean, or like go to sleep, like the idea of like being on my pillow with yes, like and slippery and oh, yeah, it's not. But I have to say, there is it does give you a real soft boost. But obviously, I didn't like Hayley Bieber. I look like a drowned rat. So <laughs> you know, you know, wins or we lose some. But yeah, she gave lots of lovely tips. She spoke about how she keeps things quite pared back. She loves the highlighter. I mean, we all love that kind of dewy glossy skin look but I do think that is very her and I think she's kind of the perfect ambassador for bare minerals because they're all about a cleaner approach that's paired back and that is but I mean if you've got that bone structure and that skin Mm. obviously all you need is a highlighter I know like it's hard it's hard to relate when your face is not like that (laughs) but why does she have no pores like how do you have that skin where like there's literally is that to do with the blood injector why is there literally not a single you know (laughs) it just looks airbrushed I'm sure she has pores but they probably (laughs) just don't I mean in that picture on our site it would be airbrushed 
airbrush but yeah, do you mean course, on instagram or? no i just mean generally yeah, yeah like, i stalk her quite you know extensively and she did say smooth skin is like her thing like she's always been into kind of well, really i would like it to be skin. my thing too then, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't give any intel on those smooth pores mm-hmm. maybe we no, get no, her no. back but i think obviously she's like I said, she's very into skincare. She spoke regularly about protecting her skin's barrier, which is obviously a big thing. Wearing masks because your moisture depletes and in turn, that makes your skin's barrier weak. So I think she's pretty clued up for 24 yeah. on what she should be doing. Yeah. And she's ahead of the, the game. I was still on the makeup wipes at 24. <laughs> yeah, she knows what she... And she said, you know, she's never gone to bed without removing her makeup ever, even when really, really drunk, which is basic. But, you know, we've all fallen victim to that. But she takes it seriously. I mean, she sold me on everything she said. Amazing. But she was honest. Do you know what? I wasn't nervous to interview her. I was nervous about tech issues. That's Mm. what stresses me out with stuff like that. Like, because you know, you've only got a certain amount of time and it's a nice, friendly chat and you kind of just go with the aim. But I was nervous the Wi Fi was going to cut out or she wasn't going to be there or something. (laughs) And everyone had messaged me. Ali G, our designer at Sheer Lux, was like, no pressure, but I had a dream that this got me a date with Justin Bieber. And she was like telling me about her dreams. And I was like, I can't take the pressure anymore. So I think I, I just mean, wanted that is, to... That is so early. I can't remember yeah. that. <laughs> I'm not entirely um, sure how a, how a chat with his wife would lead to that. Anyway. She, she said her dream was I was interviewing Hayley Bieber and she managed to sneak off on a date with Justin. Right. <laughs> um, well, anyway, well done because it's quite the coup and all we want to do is look more like Hayley Bieber. So let's <laughs> get at least a step closer. I just want to talk about my editor's picks for this month really quickly to end because there are a couple of pieces in there that I just think deserve a little bit of attention. Most significantly... The Love Shack Fancy Dungarees. Have you guys all seen these? If ever a piece was going to ignite excitement and happiness and joy, it is these dungarees. I completely agree. And I'm not (laughs) a floral dungarees kind of gal, but these are like this hot pink covered in flowers. They've like tied a little jaunty bandana onto one of the sides and they've styled it with, you know, massive chunky velvet platforms and some socks. And I'm just like, yes. That is the outfit I want to wear. I love that. I've just seen it. Can't you so see them with like some white frilly socks and like some roller skates and like going to a fun disco? I probably won't wear that. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just love them so much. Very fun. And do you think you'd purchase? Oh, you know, yeah, 100%. I will 100% buy them. At the moment, they're not available anywhere in the UK. I would get a friend in America to buy them, but I just don't know when I'm next going to see any of my friends who are in America. So. I know. I just, I'll hold out. I suspect they'll launch somewhere. Yeah. You know, Love Shack sell on a lot of different platforms. So I'm just hoping. Fingers they crossed. really are fun, aren't How they? is everyone yeah. feeling about buying clothes? Because I've gone through a weird thing where now I'm seeing like new season stuff come in and workwear is normally the thing I want to buy most this time of year, which basically includes like blazers, boots and blouses, essentially. But it feels very odd to invest in a blazer where that's absolutely not the thing that I'm going to be wearing on a Zoom call. And then who knows when we're going to be back Mm. into the office. I don't know. It's odd. But for me, I feel like I want to buy new things to excite my wardrobe and kind of almost get me back into wanting to get dressed in the morning because otherwise I just feel a bit flat. And that's the thing that really does make me feel better about myself. Even if it's not for work, I like wearing nice clothes. But yeah, it feels a bit redundant to be. No, I agree. Georgina, are you shopping? I'm wearing a new jumper actually that I bought. Ooh, very pretty. Um, <laughs> because I just was like, 
I think it was the end of last week. I thought, should I wear jeans and a jumper or should I wear jumper and jeans? I just was so bored and I've worn every jumper 25 times and I just yeah I felt like a little refresh but again I had seen a couple of blazers and thought what's the point there's no point by the time I can wear this it'll be spring hopefully and I'll be I won't want to wear anything wintry so I desperately want to go shopping but I actually want to go shopping I don't want to just order stuff online I like going in and seeing it all hanging there as a collection and feeling the fabrics and trying things on and it's really annoying when you order stuff and you send most of it back because actually all you're doing is ordering it to try on and Mm. I had a bit of a shocker when I did an order from Cezanne and got the new Brexit VAT so (gasps) Cezanne got that now although they've changed it so they did but then they refunded it to me very generously and then now on all UK orders for Suzanne, they just charge you a flat fiver, but then they cover the rest, which is not an insignificant amount, actually. No, so not. I think it's an amazing service that they're doing yeah. with that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been in all the papers. So it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. Mm. Becky, are you buying anything right now? Do you know what? Similar. I really have like a shopping bug at the moment. I keep sort of scrolling the websites, looking at new in, but there's no incentive to buy anything because I just feel yeah. a bit like, what for? Like, we've also just cancelled my best friend's hen do for a third time and when you're doing things like that you're like oh shall I just order some more loungewear but I've actually even though I'm looking I've just put a ban on it for now I think I'm gonna regroup when you know things are feeling a bit fresher I've hit pause having said that I did order myself some new jeans just because I think it's an essential from free people they're like dad jeans nice and they're a really good fit like they're high-waisted but baggy they're similar to the Zara ones on your piece Charlotte but um a really nice fit because obviously being small I find it quite hard to find baggy ones that glue you in at the waist but yeah I recommend them nice yeah Ooh. those acid wash Zara ones in my um edit are so nice I tried them on for a really real, nice actually. really really nice I am nearly at the end of my no purchase January I've done very well I haven't bought a thing <laughs> I bought a dress but it's going back so it doesn't count so. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does count no I didn't do I didn't buy it but Ben actually bought it for me so it doesn't count oh, okay so I know I know it doesn't count and it's going back <laughs> do you think for Fabule are there things you've sort of been like right kind of, but I, kind, I kind of feel the same about the same way that you guys do where like all I really want is loungewear but I don't really want to spend my money on loungewear so no I think if I buy things it'll be things I can wear into spring I would say though that purchasing things that you are going to get wear out of like a pair of walking boots a cool hat a nice coat Mm -hmm. that you know you can still wear now and actually enjoy them I think there's definitely an argument to make for buying those bits my sorrel yeah. boots have been my most worn thing this winter. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, as usual, there's plenty of fashion inspo all over Sherlock. So if you are looking to buy stuff, then obviously just head to the website. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sherlock.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>